Thank you for joining us for this podcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our podcast with others. Now, we take you to the pulpit of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. Well, good evening, Ninth Avenue family and friends. So good to have you with us tonight. Let me just say from the very beginning, I am still just on cloud nine about this morning. This morning was such a powerful experience of being back together. And like I said, I hope that we don't lose that fire. I hope we don't lose that excitement about our times together on Sunday mornings. Through the summer, through June and July, that's going to be our focus is, is re-engaging on Sunday mornings. And then as the fall gets a little bit closer, we're going to begin to talk about phase two of, of our phase-in project, of, of different things that we're going to be doing with one another and when we're going to be regathering together. But I'm so glad that right now, Sunday mornings is a focal point for us. It was so good to see, I would say your smiling faces. I couldn't see many of the smiles, but uh, the beautiful eyes that's, that, that watched from the pews this morning. It was so good to just see people and to see your excitement of being in the presence of God as we spiritually fellowship with one another in this place today. Uh, we're going to just go ahead and jump right into our lesson this evening. We, had, we, we put so much effort into getting things ready for Sunday morning uh, that we're just going to kind of take a breath tonight and just kind of focus on a very important message from the Word of God, a word that I hope that you will enjoy, I hope a, a word that I hope that it will encourage you. And so we're going to go to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. And tonight's lesson is, is lesson 3 in our Be Bold series. As we look at the book of Joshua, the book of Joshua is all about boldness. It's all about doing things you've never done before, trying to accomplish things you've never accomplished before. And chapter 3 may be one of the boldest chapters that we come across in this entire study. But let's start by thinking about a few things, okay? Think with me for a minute. Has there been a time in your life where you had to make a critical decision, decision a place where you had to, if you will, you came to a T-section, not an intersection, but a T-section, where you had no choice but to either go right or to go left? We all have those moments. We all have great and big decisions that we have to make, relationship decisions, job decisions, family decisions, um, spiritual decisions that we have to make in our life. And I want you to kind of keep that idea in the back of your mind tonight because that is where the Israelites find themselves in chapter 3. Our friends, the Israelites, are at that junction point. Now, I want you to think for just a minute. Try to put yourself in the shoes of an, of, of an Israelite tonight as we get to this point in chapter 3 of Joshua. And I want you to think about, imagine spending your entire life looking in one direction, dreaming about one thing, about one moment, and everything in your life points to that moment. It points to that time. Everything is about the accomplishment of that goal. Your parents talked to you about it, and they dreamt about it. Your grandparents talked to you about it, and they dreamt about it. And it's not just your dream. It is the dream of everybody that you know. Everybody you know is focused on this one thing in their life. And as the Israelites, their focus, their goal was to make it to the promised land. That's all that they had thought about 
their entire life, was getting to this land that had been promised to their forefathers. They were there 40 years ago. They almost had taken hold of that promise, of that goal that they were looking forward to, but they messed it up. And now we have standing before us a completely new generation of Israelites ready to take a hold of that promise. As we get through the first couple of chapters, we remind ourselves that God has has taken Joshua and installed him as the next leader behind Moses. (coughs) And he has given him this promise, be strong and courageous and take the land. And he has also encouraged him to remember that God will always be with him. So Joshua in chapter 2 sends two spies into the land to get their perspective. They come back with a great report. And after this 40-year wait, the people are ready to cross over into the land that has been promised to them. Let's pick up our story in Joshua chapter 3. And the first thing that I want us to talk about this this evening is the idea of purifying yourself. That's the first thing that we see in this chapter in verses 1 through 5. Start with me. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shedem and went to the Jordan or they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance, but keep a distance, about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself or purify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So the very first part of the story is the leaders of the nation of Israel, they're going around, they're they're giving this message, hey guys, it's time, get ready, it's time to do what we've been waiting to do, it's time, everything that we've worked for, all the heartache, all the trials that we have faced over the last 40 years, now is the moment for us to go and do these things. And God says, not only are you going to go and do these things, He says, I'm going to do great wonders among you as you go and you cross in to this new land. But He says, before any of that happens, before any of that takes place, you have to take a moment and you have to purify yourself. You have to consecrate yourself. You have to... One way to put it is you have to recommit yourself to the cause of God. And this is a critical lesson for us. Because if we want God to act in mighty ways in our lives and in the world around us, through us, we first have to stand before Him in purity. Now, we know that the first mighty thing that God ever does for us in our life is to make us pure, to forgive us, to release us from from sin. And I know that living a pure life for some people is very scary. Sometimes it's hard to stand before God and ask Him to purify yourself. We we may feel ashamed as we stand before God that way because in many ways we become comfortable in our sin. We like our sin. We've learned how to live in it and justify it and cope with it. And in our more honest moments, though, we will admit that our sin is harmful to us and to others around us. But sometimes we lack the courage to change and really experience freedom. But that's not the way God wants you to live. That's not the life God wants you to have. God wants to work miraculous wonders through you, incredible wonders through you. Let that sink in. 
God has mighty plans for you. He has created you to accomplish great things. But we tend to get trapped in our own desires and we get used to those things and we cope with them and patterns get established and they're hard to break. But why don't we live that, that, that verse, that call of Joshua, purify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Why don't you live that? Why don't you make that a goal right now as a devoted Christian, as a follower of God, that tonight you are going to make sure before you lay your head down on your pillow that you've done whatever you need to do to purify yourself so that the Lord can do great things among you or with you or through you tomorrow. Purify yourself. Let's keep going. Let's see what happens as they get ready to stand in the river. I love this section of the story, starting in verse 6. Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant, When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gershites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priest who carries the Ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth sets foot in the Jordan. Waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So this section is really all about obedience to God, obedience to the command that he has given them. So he tells them, hey, look, tomorrow we're going to do something cool. We're going to go across this river. And he goes up. To, to, the, to the guys that are carrying the ark, to the four guys, to the four guys that each of them are carrying a pole on their shoulder that's, you know, through the rings on the ark. And he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. You four guys, tomorrow, what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to get up, pick the ark of the covenant up, and I need you to walk into the river. I need you to walk into the river. Now, I wonder what those guys thought. You want us to do what? You want us to walk where? Um, hey, hey, Joshua, can you give us some more, some more information here? Because all he said is, hey, pick it up and walk. Pick it up and go. In verse 7 and 8, you know, it, it isn't until a little bit later that he says, hey, look, once you get there, this is what's going to happen. It's not until the next paragraph that they're all on the, 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 the edge of the water that he lets them know that, hey, God's going to do something miraculous here. Verse 13 says, The priest will be carrying the ark of the Lord. 
the Lord of all the earth, when their feet touch the water, the flow of the water will be cut off upstream and the river will pile up in a heap. Now imagine the response of the people, not just the, the priests, but how in the world is this ever going to happen? Now listen, I've been trying to wrap this around in my mind and figure this out. The text can be a little confusing depending on the different translations that you made, uh, that you read. And so what, what I've tried to figure out is when did the water begin to back up upstream? Because here's what happens. God cuts the flow of the water off. God cuts the flow of the water off at one point, and the rest of that water flows downstream. Now, the next section is going to tell us that it was done 20 miles upstream. So the question is, did God time this that when he cut the water off upstream, that as soon as their feet hit the water, they saw it dry up? Or did they have to go out there and stand in the water and wait for the water to dry up around them? I believe if you look back at the text and really study it, you're going to realize that it wasn't an instant thing for them. That these guys had to go stand in the middle of this water and wait for the water to dry up around them. That they had to stay in this flood stage river. They had to wait on the miracle of God. I think that's a key point here. They had to wait on the miracle of God. You see, we get so used to instant in our life. I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today on the phone about streaming services. So, so, so many of you have Netflix and Hulu and, and all these different st streaming services, Disney Plus, just, just a few of them, uh, you know, ESPN Plus, all these things. And we're used to uh, now our television just being instant. We're used to our news being instant. We know exactly what's going on as it's happening. We're not having to wait the next day. We were talking about growing up as kids and how we looked forward to Saturday cartoon day. It wasn't Saturday, it was cartoon day. We were excited for that day. We looked forward to that day. We grew up waiting for, you know, those weekly episodes of different things that came up. Today's culture is so much different than that. Today's culture is so instant, but our God does not always work on our time frame. Our God does not always work in the instant moment that we want Him to. Sometimes we have to wait on the miracle of God. Sometimes we have to be patient and wait on the healing of God. Sometimes we have to be patient and wait on the salvation of God. We have to stand in the river. We have to allow our faith to be tested and stand up against the current and wait on God. That's exactly what these guys had to do. Let's, let's keep going. Verses starting in verse 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. So as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap at a great distance away from a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down the sea, well, down to the sea of Aba, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. The people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all of Israel passed until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Now, we haven't really talked about 
within the lesson anyway, a lot about the Ark of the Covenant. But basically, it's the visible symbol of God's throne amongst His people at the time. And it is the Ark that leads them across the river. And I want you to understand this. In any challenge of your life, in any difficult moment of your life, God always goes first. Listen to that again. God always go first. Part of the command was for them to stay a, stay a distance from the ark, about a half a mile. And I would imagine that that was for the purpose, this is just Matthew's thought, that as they're walking across this riverbed and they look up to the left or to the right, I guess it would be to the left upstream, they look up to the left and, and they see this heap of water that could come crashing down on them at any moment. Before they saw the water, they saw the throne of God sitting right there between them and the difficult moments. What, what an amazing image. What an amazing thing to think about, that whatever your heap is that could come crashing on you at any moment, that what you should be focusing on is that God is already there. God is standing between you and that moment to help you have the strength to continue on. The significant part of this story and every story within the book of Joshua is that God always goes first. He always goes first. The Israelites stood at the bank of the river during a flood season, and that had to be a terrifying moment. And there are moments in our lives which we stand at the edge of our own Jordan, knowing that before us is rushing water, across the river is a fortified city, chariots of iron and even giants in a land. And because of that, as leaders, sometimes we tend to be very conservative in our decision-making. We don't want to make too fast of a decision, too rushed of a decision because of the challenges that that might cause. We're, we're very naturally completely opposite of someone like Rahab. Someone, because of what she did, she was very open to challenge, open to things that were maybe uncomfortable. What I want us to determine to do is to be crossover people. To be people who are not afraid of change. To be people who are not afraid of doing things different. I'm, I'm not talking about scripturally. Don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about the way we live our life, though. That we're not afraid to be on fire, spirit-filled disciples of Christ. Let me tell you something, and this is just real. This is just real. As a church, we're in a time of transition. As the Ninth Avenue family, we are in a time of transition. We are at a T in our history together. We are standing on the banks of our own Jordan River, looking across, wondering what's on the other side. What challenges are going to take place? How are we going to move forward? What does our future look like? I want to make, I want to make a couple of personal challenges here. In the coming months, we're going to focus on, we're going to focus on re-engaging together. But at some point in the near future, we're going to have to select some new leaders, some new elders some new deacons. We're going to have to have some new people step up and begin teaching when we re-engage in our Bible classes. 
And you may be sitting there thinking, I have no desire to do those things. I've never thought about doing those things. I've never thought about being an elder. I've never thought about serving as a deacon. I've never seen myself as a teacher. There's a lot of other things that we can talk about, but especially to some of our men tonight. To some of our men tonight, I want to challenge you as you look across our own Jordan tonight to realize that it may be time for you to stand up and serve God in a way you've never done it before. That it may be time for you to be bold and walk out into the flood stage river and wait on God's miracle to happen, understanding that God goes before you. I'm challenging our men to stand up in ways you never have before and be open and be willing to serve God in ways that maybe you never have thought you could before. But remember that in this moment, before you ever make that decision, God goes before you and you'll never be alone. You'll never be alone. I want to challenge us as a church to make the leap to live out the mission statement that's on our sign. Our sign out front in our building says the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ, a church that loves its community. I think that's what it says, pretty close to that. Cares. Oh, there it is. It's on our logo. A church of Christ caring for its community. I don't want that to just be a saying on our logo. I want us to be a church that lives that every single day. What I have seen over the last few months, especially, listen, especially as we've done these meals together, and I've seen the way so many of you have jumped in and served and have given your heart and just, just love serving people. We love each other. I have no doubt that we love each other. What I want us to do is I want us to see that love leave the walls of this building and move into our community and become a church that is so loving to everyone around us that people come because they want to be loved and they know they can be loved at the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. I want us to be that church. But that's going to mean we're going to have to walk out into our own river. We're going to have to be patient on God but we're going to have to be willing to maybe do things differently than we've ever done them. We're going to have to serve in ways we never thought we, were, we could serve. You may have to lead in a way you never thought that you were able to lead. We're going to have to trust in ways we've never trusted before. God goes first. But we need to make sure to follow. And that's my challenge tonight, is to simply follow God. I want you to spend time tonight in prayer. I want you to pray for our church family. I want you to pray for the transition that is before us. I want you to pray for the challenges that we're facing. I want you to pray for a number of things. But above all, I want you to pray that you will follow God, that you will purify yourself and wake up tomorrow ready for God to do amazing things through you. Let's end our time together in prayer tonight. God, I thank you for being the God that goes ahead of us. I thank you for being the God that believes in us. God, sometimes it's hard to have that belief in ourselves that we can do the things you ask, but you know we can. Help us to have the same amount of faith in ourselves that you have in us. Help us to realize that your spirit lives in us and moves in us and is there to propel us forward in our faith. God, be with us as a church in transition. A church who has some unknowns ahead of us. But help us to know, God, that you're with us. You're not going to lead us anywhere. We can't be successful as long as we keep looking in your direction. 
Help us to not be overcome by fear, but to be overcome with your spirit and the power that comes with that. We thank you for today, God. It's been an amazing day. It's been wonderful to be together again. We look forward to the next time we're together and ultimately to the time that we get to spend eternity with one another, with you. Thank you for all that you've blessed us with. And it's in your son's name we pray, amen. Thank you for being with us tonight. We look forward to having you back, son, on Wednesday night at 6.30 for our Wednesday night live. I hope you have a great, great, great start of your week. May God bless you, and we'll see you later. Good night. If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. Our Sunday worship services are at 10.30 a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. with Bible classes on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again, and until then, remember, we are a Church of Christ caring for our community.